Rescued by two of his fellow assassins, Burley Morgan was laid up for a month under an assumed name in a private suite at the Clemenceau Hospital in Beirut. He had multiple wounds to his skull, right arm, scapula, lungs, and ribs. As he drifted in and out of pain, his thoughts kept returning to the castle he wanted in Yorkshire. He could see it clearly in his mind, standing on a green hill, its turrets tall and walls formidable. He had planned to use his share of the proceeds from selling the cuneiform tablet to buy it. When his headaches stopped, Morgan flew to Cairo, to a secret pied-à-terre on an island in the middle of the Nile River. His flat was on the twentieth floor. In the bedroom, he unpacked. Then he went out to the balcony to enjoy the view. He did not understand loneliness, could not abide complaining, and deep in his scarred soul knew a professional assassin had no business with beliefs. An assassin needed to be sharp, plan for every detail, and crave the work. African wild dogs were not the largest predators on the savannah, but they were far more successful killers than most. So when Morgan looked down from his balcony at the teeming streets and sidewalks, with people scrambling and sweating, he smiled to himself. He was a wild dog. They were not. That night he emailed the five other assassins. The Baghdad item could still be valuable. I have two pieces. Send me yours. I'll get them reassembled and appraised. Morgan's trade craft was impeccable. His various email addresses ran through private servers from Kuala Lumpur to Mexico City, from the Ural Mountains to Pakistan. Tracing him was as impossible as a top Chinese black hatter could make it. The next day he heard from three of the assassins. 3.22 a.m. You're nuts. The general said it was worth millions because it was an ancient artifact. Now it's just a pile of rocks. 8.03 a.m. I'll give you my pieces if you wire me $250,000 holding money. 12.10 p.m. How do I know if I send you mine you won't cut me out of my full share? Controlling his temper, Morgan responded that they bloody well knew he could be trusted to give all of them their fair shares. Besides, money was money, and it was worth a shot to see whether they could make a few million quid off what they had. The next morning he received two more emails. 8.43 a.m. I've got four pieces. I assume I'm going to get twice as much for mine as anyone with two pieces. 9.12 a.m. I want my own appraiser. The bickering continued until Morgan could not take dealing with the arseholes any longer. Besides, what one of them had written was true. The tablet in pieces could be worthless. From Cairo, he flew to Majorca, where he continued to recuperate, and then on to London to an East End safe house. Finally, he resumed wet work. Years passed. He spent more and more time in Paris. He bought himself a brand new sapphire blue Cobra MK6 gull wing sports car and hooked up with a lively blonde who lived on the Rue des Fossés Saint-Bernard. Her name was Beatrice. She was in her fifties and she was hot. They were an odd-looking couple. He was in his mid-seventies, skinny and as wrinkled as a gorilla.
he was also strangely happy. In January, Beatrice and he were sitting together in front of her fireplace, enjoying the warm flames and listening to blues music, when he checked his email. One had just arrived from an anonymous sender, addressed to six assassins. As he read the names, a chill crawled up his spine. It was the six of them who had heisted the ancient tablet. The sender knew far too much about them, including past employers. The information was incendiary. Beatrice was staring at...